Hey there, welcome to the Creative Metaverse Podcast, formerly known as the Game Artist Podcast. My name is Ryan Kingsline, and I'm the CEO of Vertex School, where we train creatives for the career of their lives. In this podcast, we interview amazing creatives and artists working in film, games, and building the metaverse right now. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Before I turn you over to the podcast, I just want to remind you that this podcast is made possible because of Game Art Institute. So if you're interested in a career in game arts, either in character arts or environment or one of the other directions that we're moving into in game design, for example, AR, VR, then head over to GameArtInstitute.com. The specialty, the thing that we really focus on there and that's really important is that we pick up where almost all traditional schooling fails. We pick up where it really matters when you're trying to get that job, right? Now, you may have gone to school. You may know somebody who's gone to school and they've spent $100,000 and they have been woefully unprepared to get that job in the industry because this industry doesn't care if you went to Harvard. They don't care if you know Jimmy Jack, Sally Sue. They care about your work, and that means that you've got to be in a place, in a state, in a way where you are focused on producing the highest quality work that you can possibly produce. That's what we do at the boot camp. You come in, we get focused, and we produce results. So head over to GameArtInstitute.com. You can head over to the um, student work or the alumni page where you can see what our students are doing. That'll give you an idea of what people are producing. And if you're interested, make sure that you apply today so we can get into the uh, phone call with you. And we are looking for students and uh, we have spots to fill. So make sure you give us a call. And I look forward to chatting with you then. All right, now back to the programming. Okay, welcome everybody. All right, Eric, thank you so much for joining me. No, thank you, Ryan. Thank you for inviting me. Thank Absolutely, you. man. I, I've been wanting to get, I've been, I was telling my earlier class, I've been trying to get you to teach forever. And so now my strategy is to, is to try to teach you how to create your own academy, you know, because this knowledge that you have like has to get out, I think. Yeah, thank I know. you. It's you know, it's so really much. weird that you mentioned that because, um, I, I mean, I, I don't know if you remember, I, I sent you a message because I, I saw your email about the uh, creating a webinar. Yeah. And I've gotten to a point in my career now where, um, I don't know if you, you, I mean, you're probably aware of it, but I'm, I'm not freelancing for anybody anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, I decided to retire from that last uh, June. Yep. And I've been wrapping up projects and everything. I'm still finishing some stuff, but uh, I'm mainly like free. Uh, to just focus on my own product like this character that you see on screen that's part of my next release and uh but i i i feel that it would be a lot more fulfilling to actually share you know whatever little knowledge i've acquired throughout yeah. like i don't know 20 something years doing this and honestly I, i'm thinking i'm thinking i, I want to do that you know i think it's uh it's a good thing i'm not saying like full-time or anything but yeah. on a more regular basis which I, have, I haven't really ever done that so yeah, so why don't, why don't we start with a bit of an introduction? Like, what do you do um, today? Like, what's the primary thing you do that, you know, pays the bills and okay. is your well, career? Well, first of all, I started I started doing this, like, sculpting when I was, like, I don't know, like, four or whatever. But um, yeah. <clears throat> before I get into what I do nowadays, um, and uh, when I was in high school, uh, my my high school teacher got me into Mattel toys, and that changed everything for me. Oh, well, when you were in high school? Yeah, yeah, I was in high school. I was, 
I was uh, I was like 16 at the time. I think oh, it was my junior year or senior year, something like that. I can't remember. I'm awesome. old now. <laughs> and uh, and it was fun. It was amazing. Just just going into this government type facility where you know they have like to scan like your badges and everything. You have to go through like two or three security doors and everything. It was amazing. And then like uh, it was like being at Willy Wonka's. You know, like the doors would open and you see like people playing with toys and like people designing and a bunch of cubicles, a bunch of toys. Yeah, it was amazing. I, I love that place. And um, to this day, I, I, I still help them out with, with, with projects and stuff. Um, but um, mainly um, I've stopped uh, doing freelancing for, for most of my clients since last year. And, um, and I've been focusing on, on my company, Prototype Studios. Um, the, the whole idea behind Prototype Studios is just to uh, create product that, uh, that truly kind of comes close to what people see uh, in terms of like, you know, uh, our ads or our, you know, like the images that we show the product. So mm -hmm. like, you know, so that we're trying to basically create product that comes really close to the prototype. And that's very tough, uh, but, it, but it's possible to, to create something that looks exactly uh well not exactly but really close to what you what you see on screen when you, when people are like shopping for a product mm -hmm. uh you won't be let down that's what i'm trying to say so yeah so that takes a lot of effort and work and everything and qc and and a lot of stuff in china but um but it's paying off and right now we just released our 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 second character and in our street fighter line akuma and uh yeah the reviews are great so so that's what i do now uh, I've been doing uh, freelance for like, I think, uh, 15 years, 16 years. I've been in the industry since 93, so it's been almost 24 years or so. And yeah, and now like I'm just looking forward to uh, being able to do uh, not just like uh, earn a living by creating our product, but uh, giving back to the community. I just signed up for um, the uh, Los Angeles Public Library System, uh, contacted me and yeah. they wanted to like travel over the city and you know throughout the state and maybe even the country uh teaching like half an hour like uh um uh classes like you know really compact really you know aimed at at children and the youth yeah uh you know about like you know my career what i what i did all these years and what it is that i you know they can do in the future what, what it is that they can expect and, and just answering questions showing like little demos and stuff mm -hmm. but uh yeah man it's that's what i'm looking forward to uh doing more in the future so what would you say your job is, your job title? Digital sculptor, mm. toy sculptor, how does that work? <laughs> I don't know, man, because I've been a traditional sculptor since like 93 and, um, well, actually professionally. Yeah. But uh, I've been sculpting with clay my whole life and my approach to um, 3D is like, it's extremely uh, basic and very, um, I don't know, just just um, coarse, you know? I, I I, I just use like the clay builder brush, the uh, clay uh, brush, uh, trim dynamic standard, um, and I don't know, uh, pinch, Damien so, standard, and yeah. that's that's all I use. So I, I'm not really technical when it comes to the software. That's all you need. That's all you need. So when you're talking to these kids, do you say like you're a sculptor? Like if the, if somebody's no, looking yeah, at I, the I, job I, that I, they would do? Yeah, I basically tell people like you know I'm I'm a toy designer. I'm a sculptor and, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, totally sorry. Because when you say sculptor, a lot of people go like, "Oh, what is that?" You know? Exactly. And, uh, exactly. Yeah. Well, you can't remember Michelangelo, and they're like, "Oh yeah, the, yeah, no, the, the, but he's, know, dead. So, <laughs> yeah, he's dead." Yeah, so, so I, I I had to just say like toy designer, and then people understand that. But uh, I've been an art director for different companies, uh, amongst them uh, Kotobukiya. I just uh, stopped working with them uh, two weeks ago. I just made the announcement, and uh, they wanted me to keep doing some some more stuff, but. Uh, uh, I just decided that it, it's um, probably for the best for me to move on and into this new path. And yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah. I remember yeah, yeah. they were part of the announcement that you're retiring from freelance. You're going to work with them full time. Yeah. I remember. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, yeah. And so now is it fair to say that you're starting your own company, focusing on um, IP, basically developing IP? Actually, yeah, that that's actually correct. Um, I'm actually working on a line right now that is like completely original, and mm -hmm. I'm exploring the possibility of uh, getting into toys as well. Um, just original stuff because uh, the the issue in our industry right now is like it's complete completely overpopulated with uh, uh, similar product, yeah. and uh, getting licenses has become like really tough because. When you're about to like uh, get a license, there's already like a queue or a line of like ten companies that want to get the same license. So even if you're able to get it, uh, there's going to be like a lot of competition for basically uh, the same type of license, the same type of characters and product, and you know. So it, that's that's become really tough for for the collectibles industry. But so, I, I do believe there's there's a market there, but yeah. for like people want to see like original IP. So that's yeah. awesome. So what do you tell people when they say they want to be a, um, a toy designer, you know? Well, I think you... that it, it, it's, it's a cool thing because, like, you know, the toy industry and the collectibles industry are, like, basically, they're part of the same family in a sense. But the collectibles industry is, like, a really tiny uh, uh, brother to the toy industry. The toy industry is a lot bigger. Um, but uh, if people want to become, like, for example, when they ask me, like, oh, I want to become a toy designer – yeah, that's feasible. That's that's great. Pay is great. Um, obviously, depending on whom you're working for. Right. But um, but uh, the collectibles industry is a lot tinier. Um, there is work out there, but not the same as before, because there's just like uh, there's just like uh, too many companies doing a lot of stuff. So that kind of tends to bite back uh, in a sense where, um, whereas you used to like you know work with one or two clients a year. Uh, in order to survive uh now you have to probably like well people nowadays have to like probably have like you know try to get like 10 clients so that they can get less work from each but enough uh in volume to mm -hmm. survive which is you know a little a little bit tougher uh tougher now so got it and is sideshow an example of a company working in collectibles yeah yeah sideshow is like the king of collectibles um the stuff that they do it's sideshow is a company that really seems to uh understand and grasp what what it is that people like and in that sense they they've they've come uh to a point where they're on top they're yeah. they're they're the king of the hill from my perspective and um you know the product they always keep pushing themselves and the product that they're putting out is like just amazing the the science and everything it's, it's just great it seems to me like they kind of mixed the the system that you use in uh, in a large like special effects studio or a movie like you know film studio or whatever, mm -hmm. and they they make that into the whole collectibles um, you know arena, and they came up with a really awesome system where you know where you see like 
how they go about like creating the concept and everything and brainstorming and everything it, it's just amazing it, it's pretty similar to like what happens in, in uh you know film studios so it's a pretty cool thing mm. so how does somebody get started what do they need to learn to get into this well one thing that you need to learn more than anything is like i think uh it's it's you need to know exactly what makes you happy uh for some people it could be like just you know trying to do like you know more abstract designer toys uh mm -hmm. for other people it, it might be something like working for a company such as like i don't know sideshow or mcfarland where they they require things to be like a little bit more realistic so in that sense you need to learn more human anatomy uh take life drawing classes uh i i don't know if you agree with this but i i have this uh point of view that or i believe that if someone wants to get really good at sculpting uh they need to be really good at drawing then again there's sculptors that are great at what they do but uh they can't really draw that well but uh i think it does work the other way around whereas you know someone can be a great sculptor but not really draw really well mm -hmm. uh, it's really funny that if, if if you're really good at drawing in 2D, you can get really good at sculpting. So I've seen people like uh, Ray Billafane, who this sculptor that used to be in the industry, in the collectibles industry, and yeah. um, he was a kindergarten teacher, and and he would draw like amazing, like you know, really cool drawings. And one day he picked up um, clay, and he was a pro, like overnight, seriously, no joke. And uh, I do believe there's a connection there. So. Yeah, you know, I have a, I have this belief that sculpture is the first art, and awesome. you know, because it's like it's three D, so it's in the you're basically replicating something that is in the same form, right? And then painting and drawing are artificial; they're artifice. Um, yeah, it's all you have construction. to uh, kind of interpret. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, with sculpting, you, it's more tangible, and you can keep. Uh, I mean, you can do that in, 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 in 2D as well, where you can actually keep like refining, but it's more tactile and it's more, I don't know, just more natural, I guess, in that yeah. sense. Yeah. Know? So if we're talking about, um, you know, sculpting and, and anatomy, this is actually a, a conversation you and I had a while ago because you, you dived deep into anatomy some time ago with Ray Bustos, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. Um, so one of the problems I have uh myself and with my students is that anatomy is you know you say hey go learn some anatomy and it's like welcome to the next five years of your life Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like one year disappeared and i well i sculpt better and i know anatomy but you know like where's the cutoff point you know because the other thing that's important here just to kind of keep going and i notice this specifically in or, or uh, yeah specifically in toy sculpting is it you know there's we're, they're not really focused on realism, you know, like Michelangelo would. There's an there's a an impact that somebody's trying to make. So the deltoid, you know, is not going to be necessarily like say a Richard McDonald deltoid. It's going to have some volume and pump because they're going for a uh, a style. So yes. how do you manage the style of things with the realistic anatomy of stuff? And where's the cutoff so that somebody doesn't just spend a year of their life, you know, going down that that black hole well i, I think i think it, it is very important to learn the basics of structure and, and anatomy mm -hmm. i don't necessarily believe that you need to be an anatomist and and know every single uh tendon in the human body and right you know, i don't know like you know artery and everything and nerves and everything but 
it does help to know. I mean, if you look at Steve Lord, what he can do, uh, the man is amazing. He, he can do anything. Yeah, he's a gift uh, to sculpting for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I do believe, like, you know, for example, my anatomy, if you study my anatomy, I mean, anyone that really knows about anatomy will know that a lot of my stuff is completely exaggerated. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, that's given me, uh, in a sense, that's, that's kind of set me apart from a lot of people. And, yeah, you, you can say, like, well, yeah, but, you know, your anatomy is, like, wonkier. It, it's true. I, I, I do believe that's the way it is, and that's, that's my purpose, to create something that's more of my artistic interpretation of, say, a bicep or, uh, you know, abs or whatever, you know, uh, pectoral muscles. It, it's just I, I mix what I see in anime. I mix what I see in comic books, American comic books. And just like, you know, art all around me. And 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 there's these guys like the Shiflet brothers, and they tend to make these uh, characters that look so real, but at the same time, like, it, it's just fantasy anatomy. And it's just it just works. It is mind-blowing. Yeah. And uh, a good example of that in terms of 2D is Simon Bisley. If you look at the, uh, the art of Simon Bisley, you can tell that the man knows his anatomy, but he adds muscles that are not there that don't exist but it just makes the art all the better and that that's the approach i have to it and a lot of people go like eric there's this muscle right here doesn't exist i'm like yeah no i just i just thought it looked cool and that's it that's my approach to be honest and i think uh you can be a great uh sculptor and know anatomy really well uh but i've seen some sculptors that can do really really cool things but it all seems to look like uh, like just the same as their last piece. And, and, and it's just like uh, the flow of, the, of the, the anatomy, of the movement and everything, it's like it's, it's a little static, you know? And, uh, and, and, and I think like, you know, you can play with it. You can just, you can just like, you know, uh, bend things. Like I'm, I'm really well known for, for example, doing things like, like I don't know if it fits here or not. But uh, I don't know if this magneto we can see it, but I'll probably like grab like you know uh, the legs at this point, and then just use the move brush and just like basically curve them a little bit, just just ever so slightly. And by doing that, it, it just creates this this flow to the whole piece. Uh, the silhouette looks a lot cooler, more more dynamic, and people seem to be attracted to that. And that's worked for me. I'm not saying that that's the best way to do it. I'm not saying that it is correct. I'm just saying that I like it personally, and you know, it seems that there's people out there that like it. So, you know. All right, but but now I have to bring this up, right? Because oh. <laughs> where where is um? Well, let me I'd say it this way, and and I and I'm not trying to be derogatory because I'm a, kind of a, I'm a fan of his work. I have a couple of his covers up on my uh, up on my wall. But at what point does this become Rob Liefeld? Where? Oh yeah, well. I think it's 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 you have to kind of have uh, control at a certain point. Uh, you know, when when we're talking like you know comics or whatever, um, you can only go so far. You, you you cannot go to insane. I cannot just like grab this guy and say, okay, I'm gonna make you know uh, the pecs like you know pop out. You know a lot more. You know, and boom, like that, you know, that obviously people are not going to like that. You know, it, it's just completely deformed and, and it looks like wonky. But I mean, within the parameters of realism, you can, I believe that there's leeway for you to play. Um, 
one thing that a lot of artists do is that because you know i get i'm pretty sure you get those messages constantly as well emails or you know private messages they tell me like oh um you know my family my mom says that i'm a great artist or my uncle says you know that i'm a great artist that i'm gonna make it big and then i see the work and and you can tell that the person you know needs a little bit more practice but then i've seen a lot of these people that keep listening to like you know friends or or relatives or whatever you know you have to understand that these people love you and they don't want to hurt you and and for the most part they they're probably not artists and they'll say like oh that looks cool to me you know and and and, and that's good good and all but uh if, if you don't become your worst critic you will never grow i think that's the worst issue that us artists have like if if we think like we've reached the pinnacle uh that's when you stop uh growing that's when you stop like learning and and a lot of people like will will message me or or post like when i whenever i post something you know on facebook or something they'll, they'll go like oh thank you master and that really i mean it doesn't upset me but it just makes me feel uncomfortable because i i know in my mind deep inside me that i i'm still learning i mean if you look at my work say like just a year ago or six months ago or two years ago uh you can tell that i've i've learned more and more and i I keep refining my crap and and I just don't feel I'm at that level and I think I'm going to be 80 and I'm still not going to be happy with what I'm doing. I mean, you can say like I'm enjoying this, but I I'm not going to say like, "Oh, wow, this is the best. I am the best." I I don't think it works in that sense and and if you think that way, um you will just like stop progressing. And I think uh art is about you know, discovering, uh learning, you know, and that's what makes it fun. It's 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 a journey. It's a journey that to me, I don't think it'll ever end. I I, I just don't think so. I don't think I'm gonna be like a hundred and say, okay, that's it. I'm done. I learned everything I needed to learn about sculpting. I I just don't think so. So, you know, uh, I think my best advice would be uh, to check yourself and 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 keep uh, searching for. Yeah, I don't know. Like uh, for that point where you feel that you've grown but but never get to a point where you think okay that's it i i know everything because that's yeah. bad for your career for you it's just not not cool yeah you know and i think this is one of the things that's really attracted me to this conversation with you is you know like in the process of me trying to get you to teach <laughs> i always ran up against this wall where you're like i'm not i don't I, I don't feel like i'm a master i don't feel like i'm ready and, and i don't feel like i'm i'm there to teach and I'm thinking like in the back of my mind, I don't know if I ever said it directly, but I'm thinking like, that's why you have to teach, right? And it's because yeah. it's because people have to see that. So I'm glad we have this conversation so people can understand this. But I, I, I want to dive a little deeper into this because for me, in my experience, um, this has been, this conversation has been one of the primary conversations I've had with myself, which is, you know, I, I, I dove into anatomy thinking that once I dove into anatomy, I would be ready to go out there and create something but what happened was is i dove into the anatomy and that made the walls bigger and you know i saw everything that was really had to be done and then i saw the people that actually really did it well and i was like ah you know and so all i thought my uh, i would be able to achieve but all i did is i raised my expectations i see what you're saying I, you know I, yeah. and that just like that's that you know, put some serious walls up. But what I notice about people like yourself and, and some of the other sculptors like Steve Lord that, you know, are really going out there and creating on a daily basis is, 
is you, you don't have those walls or if you have those walls, it's like you're jumping those walls all the time. You're still creating. You, you don't worry about what you don't have. You just go. Yeah, actually, I was going to say that. I, it, it's not really, there's no secret. It's just like, you just go. And, and it's not just, uh, in a sense, it's not just about creating art and just, mm -hmm. just going and jumping these walls. It's like, you also have other things that are other issues that you have to worry about. Like, for example, in my case, I have four kids. I have a wife. I have a mortgage, as you know, and, uh, and I have to make the best of it. I can't afford to just stay stagnant and not do anything, not practice, not... Like, I mean, I have to be honest, I haven't drawn in a long time, but I'm always sculpting every single day. And I believe when I actually pick up a piece of paper, my drawing is a lot better. Mm -hmm. And, and I, that's how I can tell like, oh, okay, so I, I'm getting better. That means that, you know, I'm doing something right. But uh, yeah, I just, I, sometimes you just can't afford to stop for many reasons aside from just doing what you love. Uh, but I think that's that's a good thing. I think it's it's a great thing. It's uh, It pushes you to push your boundaries and you know sometimes you do it right sometimes you you know you, you learn and you go like okay next time the, the project that I make or the next magneto I make it'll be a lot better I can see the issues uh, with the one I just did like six months ago yeah and I'll try to you know do something better next time around yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love to dive into that a little more if I can because like that I see it in students they have the luxury of stopping to learn and then you get into the library and you're in library mode and, you know, librarians don't go out there and fight the daily battles, right? So, but when you're out there in the arena and you have to fight, you know, what the strategies that survive are the strategies that win. So uh, what strategies, like, how do you get into that mindset where you just keep going and, and you don't stop because you're learning, but you're also still going. So, you know, what, what kind of strategies, what kind of mental, like how, how do you play that game? Any yeah, thoughts? that's actually that's actually a great question, man. I, no one's ever asked me that. That's actually a great question. I, I, this is just me personally. I, I'm a geek at heart. So one thing that I do is that if I'm actually, uh, for example, I wake up in the morning, you know, like six in the morning. I, you know, start getting the kids ready for school, uh, take them to school, come back, uh, have a really quick breakfast. I go to the gym. Cause now I'm working out cause I stopped doing that. And I recommend that you never stop working out. Cause that's, that could also believe it or not, that influences your, your state of mind. Totally. When you're yeah. And tired, uh, that affects your art, that affects your development. And, uh, I've learned that it's important for me to do it. I, I mean, I'm not a, I don't live there, but you know, uh, at the gym, but, um, I go three times a week. I think that's cool. Um, I rest in between, you know, uh, days and, uh, and I'm eating better, a lot healthier, and I, I feel a lot better. So when when I'm when I come in here like at 10 in the morning and I'm ready to start sculpting, um, I I try to pick up a comic book or whatever it is that I'm gonna be doing. If I'm gonna be sculpting werewolf, I'll I'll, I'll probably watch like you know uh, I'll start watching like you know werewolf movie or or anything that's related to the subject that I'm sculpting. Uh, I I listen to a lot of soundtracks, believe it or not, really epic soundtracks just like get me pumped up. And, and that helps a lot. And then mentally, I always try to visualize what the character or the piece will look like uh, completely done. I try to visualize what people will, will think of it when they see it. Uh, and, I, and, and I don't just, I, you know, uh, think of something like peachy and nice and perfect. 
I, I think of scenarios that could be negative, like, oh, well, you know, what about the fur, Eric? You know, I'm looking at your piece that you did and the fur doesn't look so clean. So I, I try to make sure that I cover all bases as mm -hmm. much as possible, take some notes. And as I start developing or sculpting the piece, and you know, I can start from a Dynamesh ball or like a base mesh or whatever. Uh, I make sure that what I saw in my mind, I try to go over those notes just to make sure that I'm covering all bases. And uh, and just going through the motions like that, it it get it, it actually gets me pumped up. Uh, um, I believe that your mind, uh, the state of your mind controls how you feel. And basically, you have your own little thermostat, you know, and, and you can control how you feel. A lot of people say, like, no, I'm depressed. I really can't control that. Uh, I believe, personally, this is just for me. Like, mm -hmm. you know, this is just uh, you can control whatever you think uh, you can achieve. So if I feel sad and I keep attracting or thinking of these negative thoughts, it's, it's going to get me in a bad mood and it's not going to help me get the project the project done. But if I start thinking like, you know, if I don't feel well and I'm having like bad thoughts or whatever this morning, uh, I start thinking of positive things. I pop in a movie that's positive or whatever, uh, upbeat music, whatever. It starts changing my whole environment from the inside. And then that makes me want to, you know, give it my best. But if I don't do that, then, you know, it's, it's like, you know, that movie in my head starts controlling everything. And, and, and I'm not going to let that happen because if I do, that's going to create issues with 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 the project and eventually i may i might end up living under a bridge so i don't want to do that so. <laughs> as much as possible you, you know what i'm saying so totally yeah, have you yeah. ever like you know come close and and then that just jumped you into action so you know you know what the what the yeah. results are yeah 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 it's uh I, I do it all the time i do it every day sometimes i struggle to be honest it's it's um i've come to a point where well, I've come to points in my career where, honestly, I just don't even want to come into the studio. Like, it's happened. Like, I'm just so burnt out. And um, <clears throat> and that's one of the main reasons why I quit freelancing uh, systematically. I, I, I just, honestly, I was just tired of doing what someone else wanted me to do when I knew that I could probably create my own vision of this or that. And, uh, and, and in the beginning for like the best, like I, I would say like the first maybe 10 years of my career, honestly, I was just like happy with, I was content with sculpting anything. It was just like, if it was like a hand or a boot or, or, or rock or whatever, it, I, it didn't matter to me. I was just like so happy doing that. And it's really weird. Like I started going through this transition where I started feeling like, oh, well, this is cool, but wouldn't it be cooler if I was doing this or if I sculpted this Godzilla this way, like if I elongated this knot a little bit more, or if I make made him creepier this way, or, you know, and, and I started thinking like, okay, I, I have to like create my own, I don't know, like, like platform where I can actually give people what I like. And if people like it and they buy it all the better. And that's what I did with prototypes. That's how I started doing that. And, uh, and, and to be honest, it's 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 um it's something that works. Like if you if you control your thoughts, you can control anything. It's like sculpting, man. It's the same process, I believe. Like you control your thoughts, you control your actions, you control your actions, you control, you know, situations. If you can control that, you can control your your destiny basically. And I believe that it is possible. It's it's just a matter of of being aware of your thoughts. Sometimes like 
it happens to you and I, man. We're, we're, you know, we're tired. We wake up, we take a shower, we're eating, like having breakfast, and we're reading the cereal box. We're, we're, we're reading the ingredients. Mm -hmm. And that's all we're doing. We're not doing anything else. But what if we control our thoughts and just like when we're focused, like sculpting or doing whatever, being creative, what if we were creative about our thoughts and, and start like, you know, reinforcing uh, that image in your mind with positive thoughts. And then the movie that plays in your mind uh, becomes positive. And then, then you go like, whoa, I can do anything. I can achieve this. I can do this. And then you start getting ideas about, oh, you know what? I could open a studio doing this or I could create this, the next best, uh, toy line or something or action figure line or whatever and then you see that as you start working on that to achieve these things uh doors open I i've seen it with you man I, I i was there with you when you started doing all these things like teaching the classes and <laughs> yeah. you were my teacher and, and i will be forever thankful for teaching me that seabrush class that you did and and i saw how you were struggling and trying to get people in and and and, and letting people know that you know this is the next best, best thing and you need to learn this software. And at first I was adamant. I was like, no, I don't, I don't really think I need to learn this. I, I already put in so many years like learning how to work in wax and clay, but you made a believer out of me. And I'm pretty sure had you not been so focused and, and, and so gung ho about doing this, a lot of us probably wouldn't be doing what we're doing. And, mm. and, and that's, that's, that's basically evidence that, doing things that way uh, can change not just your life, but a lot of people's lives. So, man, that's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, man. So what I heard there was that the, like the key component was the prep for getting into the studio. Yep. Um, yep. So, you know, do your exercise, eat, get yourself moving there. And then um, to kind of modulate the time in studio, if you're not getting into it and, and whatnot, you know, just have external elements, like put some music on. Yep. Read some comics. Yeah. Um, go to the comic book shop and, and and shop for something that for a comic or it doesn't necessarily have to do anything with uh, with the subject that you're 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 trying to sculpt. But maybe you'll find a comic book that that has like certain you know line art that that looks amazing that you can implement into your into your work. And and that's what I do. And I, I'm always looking for these tidbits of of information coming from different people's like art or interpretation of, of the character that I'm working on or, or something similar. And, and that actually enriches my, my own art. I, I think that's a, it's impossible for you to just say, cause I've heard people say like, Oh, well, you know, I just want to create something that's so original uh, that, you know, it, it, no one's ever done it before. Uh, there's, there's this video on YouTube that I recommend people watch. It's called everything's a remix. And, and I think uh, it's true. Uh, you can just grab like, you know, elements from this and this and this, different type of art and then mix it blend it and then basically give it your own touch and it becomes magically a new thing and 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 that's what i try to do man i mean i'm not doing anything you know out of the ordinary i just basically try to mix elements and and things that i like it's, it's like when you're at the i don't know when you're at the what's it called the, the pizza rev there's this place out here in california and you want to make your own pizza and you have all these elements right all these ingredients and you just Go okay. I want a little bit of this and this and this and this, and then you come up with your own pizza. And that's that's basically what I think I'm doing with my stuff, mm -hmm. and it works. Some people seem to like it, some people don't. But you know, for the most part, it, it, it's gone well for me. So, how important it is it, um, in your opinion, that people be inspired, like on a daily basis? Yeah, I think um, 
I think that's the cool thing about being an, art, an artist is that we we have this internal flame, you know, and you have to be careful for it not to go out. Uh, and the way you feed it, the way you keep it alive is by by looking and admiring other people's work, I think, and, and just everything around you, you know, and uh, I've heard some artists say like, oh, yeah, no, I just don't look at other people's work. I just, you know, focus on my own stuff. And mm -hmm. Usually those are the people that I see that don't really grow. Like I said, I, I think it's very important for you to, you know, remain aware that, that, you know, you need to feed that flame and it could be through a movie. Sometimes Ryan, um, I, I just, I, I just get to a point where I hit a wall and I think it happens to a lot of us where I just mm -hmm. go like, Oh man, I can't, I have sculptor's block. I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't sculpt a finger, man. And, uh, and I know in my mind I can, but I'm just like, okay, maybe this is my brain or my heart or whatever you want to call it telling me that I need to take a break. And, and, and honestly, what I do is that uh, I've learned now that um, what I have to do is just like, you know, maybe go to the movie, movie theater, sorry, go to the movie theater and uh, get inspired by, say, I don't know, Pacific Rim or whatever sci-fi movie that's playing. When I come back, man, I, I, I realize that um, that flame has been fed. It, it's burning inside of me and all mm -hmm. I want to do is like get back to my desk and start sculpting and, and, and finessing and, and adding all these little details that maybe I might have captured either, you know, um, by just like really paying a lot of attention to the movie or just like letting myself go and, and, and just trying to bask in the whole amazing I don't know, group of elements that, that the movie's like throwing at me, you know, mm -hmm. whether you're doing that consciously or, or not, uh, it, it is there, you're feeding that flame. And then when you come back and you bestow that into your work, you imbue your work with, with that kind of uh, inspiration, you'll see, you'll see it works. It just, you just feel happy to just be doing what you're doing, but sometimes you just need to push. And like I said, I explore every single tool that I have and, that could be just like comics or a book or audiobooks, which I listen to those much more than actually reading. Um, and uh, I, sometimes I just go to art station and I, I, I spend hours just looking at the work of these magnificent artists out there. And, and that inspires me so much, man. Seriously. It's uh, whenever I feel like, like blue or stuck or something, I just look at the work of others. And that, that kind of like brings me back, you know, from the abyss. Yeah. Do you think there's ever a time where, you know, or a benefit to just pushing through, you know, when you're, when you're lost or, you know, you get that sculptor's block or is it um, something you have to recharge? Yeah. You know, one thing that I've noticed, and this is, again, this is personal. Yeah. Um, sometimes I just feel sad, you know, like seriously, I feel like something's missing. Yeah. And I'm like, why do I feel this way? I just went out with my wife. We went to the movies. It was cool. Or we, you know, I don't know, we, we went out to dinner whatever and everything's cool. But then I realized that that I have I have probably been neglecting uh, that one piece that I started like maybe two months ago. Mm. And when I get back to it and start working on it, uh, I might not really be as inspired. And when I push through, uh, then I I I I've actually discovered that oh wow this this could be a great piece. For example, um, a few months back, well basically a year last year. I was here in, in, in the studio and I was really tired and I had, you know, because I, I had basically announced that, that I, I was not going to do freelance. So as soon as I did that, a lot of companies started saying, okay, can you do this and this and this and this before you, 
and it was oh it got crazy man and it was yeah. cool and I'm, I'm grateful for the work so uh anyway so um but at the end of the day like i was like so burnt out you know and but i still felt like like this emptiness and i felt like i don't know why i feel like I, there's something else i need to do and i'm like but i'm done i've been working on this thing for like all day and then um i just grabbed a dynamesh ball and started sculpting just 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 without thinking and i ended up sculpting these things called kaijuvis i came up with that stuff <laughs> um, my friend actually came up with the name uh my friend william and basically uh they look really cute they're like you know i did this like king kong like baby they look like like little uh balls of like fur or something and and they're cute and i actually had a couple of companies like uh, interested in buying them you know the whole line so i'm actually about to produce these myself so and it's kai kaijuvis yeah kaijuvis yeah, kai yeah. Nice. you go to monsterandthemachine.com yeah monsterthemachine.com it's just a basic page and you can see them uh but seriously man i get a bunch of emails from people saying like i want to buy them i want to buy them and i still have not started producing them you know but um because i've been wrapping up a lot of other stuff but uh but i i hope these things like you know can eventually sell at walmart or target or whatever and uh i've been getting quotes from the factories in china and everything and and to be honest like it's it's feasible it's possible but that never would have happened had I not stayed that night. I know for a fact that had I not stayed and, and pushed through, I never would have seen the birth of these little guys. Even even if nothing happens, even if nothing comes out of these, I know for a fact that people like them a lot. And and that in itself is just just makes me happy knowing that there's a few people that owe some copies because I made some resin copies and we yeah. sold out at the signer con last year. Where, where do like people see those again? And then sold out. Huh? Where do people so, see those? Uh, at the signer con. Oh, yeah. But you said there was a website? Oh, yeah. It's uh, monsterinthemachine.com. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nobody's got that URL? No. <laughs> I think, I, I think actually, um, I, I don't know. It, it, that name came about when I was watching this anime called uh, Ghost in the Shell. And I was like, Ghost in the Shell? What about monster in the machine? Anyway, so um, they're they're awesome. Yeah, there was like a band. Um, yeah. That. Anyway, but they're not around anymore. But yeah, and and they're just cute, and they have big old black eyes and everything, and and people love them, man. And my kids like them a lot when they saw them. I like, go, oh, these are cute. Can can we get a copy? And so I made a bunch of copies for them. They started painting them in different colors and everything. And uh, but yeah, again, man, if if I had not pushed through. When I was at my limit, I never would have come up with these things. I know for a fact because the idea came to me as I was just, you know, I just grabbed a Dyna, a Dyna mesh ball and and started, I inserted a couple of big old eyes like spheres. Mm -hmm. And then I started adding the eyelids. And that's when I knew like, oh, I could turn this into like a, like a baby Godzilla kind of thing. And then like into a, and, and then that's it. The first one took like three hours and then the rest took like, like an hour and a half each. And that's it. You know, I printed them in my form too. I uh, had my friend uh, George cast all of them, and I, I started selling them. Like they're the size of uh, like golf balls, you know. Mm -hmm. And and then I made versions that are the size of a softball, like a lot bigger. And That's... yeah, man, they sold out. <laughs> they, people keep emailing me and asking me, and I feel bad because I have not been able to like answer all those emails. It's, yeah. it's, you know, it's a thing, you know. That's awesome. So I don't know. I might be sitting on a gold mine, and I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, a couple of questions for you. So Andrew's asking, uh, do you still work in clay and wax? Uh, actually, I am right now. I'm working on. I mean, I have not done that in uh, like maybe in over a year. Mm -hmm. I go to Japan like every year uh, for this thing called Winter Wonder Festival. It's mm -hmm. a, it's a place where all the sculptors in Japan gather, and they they sculpt their own original IP creations and they sell them as kits. And um, and basically, um, I uh, I. I did this bust and that was the last piece I sculpted like a year ago um, in, in clay and wax. But uh, right now I'm sculpting um, a Gamera from, you know, licensed uh, Gamera uh, Kaiju. It's a turtle. Uh, it kind of looks like Godzilla. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that thing is huge. It's the size of, um, I don't know what scale that is because it's a Kaiju. So I don't know. It's like 18 inches tall. And I'm sculpting that like, by hand completely and super sculpty. Oh, nice. So that's, that's, that's going to be a lot of fun because I'm just working on the armature right now and setting everything up. And then I'm going to start covering everything in, 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 in super sculpty. That's going to be fun. I'm going to be showing that on my uh, Facebook um, wall. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah. People can see like the videos and pictures and everything. Cause um, I know a lot of people are always asking me like, Oh, can you sculpt something in clay and show us the steps? So I'm going to be doing that. So oh, nice. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but uh, I don't get to do that that much, to be honest. I just don't anymore. You know? Yeah, ZBrush is kind of too essential at this point. Yeah, it's super essential. Um, I believe that uh, if it wasn't because of ZBrush, like seriously, I I literally would be living under a bridge. So <laughs> just, just so you get an idea. Before, I mean, I, I, I'm not blowing my own horn, but I, I'm a pretty quick uh, traditional sculptor. And uh, I used to do maybe like 25 projects in a year maybe 20 sometimes but i'm talking like bigger stuff you know not tiny things and also counting like you know accessories and things like that um uh so but now with 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 the software i can actually i mean i've sculpted i think two years ago i counted like 75 projects you know mm -hmm. so so yeah you can do a lot more like one person becomes like an army of like maybe like three guys you know yeah, that's great. I love how all of your problems always end up under a bridge too. So, <laughs> so we always know where to find Eric if the problems get too big. <laughs> we just got to find the right bridge. But NLA's got a lot of them. So, yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right, George is asking. Um, it's a bit of a business question. He's asking um, how much of your sculpting choices are influenced by what you personally like to do versus you know finding the popular demand, so to speak. Well, one thing that I do, to be honest, is that um, I I'm very active on um, you know social media and like you know forums and stuff like that, and yeah, and I have to listen to what people want because obviously ultimately what I do is actually a business, and you have to uh, give people what they want, you know, and uh, you know I I kind of like basically conform or within those parameters of what people like, I just do what I what I want as well, you know, but um. But that's basically what I do. I just listen to feedback. And um, obviously, you can't listen to everybody because, you know, some people will say, like, oh, that Magneto, for example, like, oh, why are you making him floating? You know, uh, while, like, maybe, like, 80% of the people want him, like, floating. So so I tend to listen to the majority of the people. So, you know, but uh, there's been occasions where, like, a guy will say, like, oh, that Wolverine, you should probably add, like, a... Uh, uh, maple leaf, you know, because, you know, he, he comes from Canada and that will make the statue look better. 
and I've done that. And then, you know, I just don't post it or anything, don't post pictures. And then when they actually open the box, they see that, they go, oh, wow, this guy listens. So that, that I, I think that in itself, actually, uh, people, people appreciate that a lot. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Just being able to connect with, with your audience in that sense, that's pretty cool. All right, man. Well, I have had an awesome time uh, chatting with you and um, thank you so much for kind of diving into process because that's what, you know, I really enjoy um, just your thoughts and on the philosophy of this. So I'm glad we got to dive into it. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Um, again, I'm not, I'm not saying this because I'm talking to you, but I, I, I am so thankful for everything that, that you've shared with me and uh, throughout the years, sometimes you'll send me videos and everything, and and I thank you for that. And and I know that you're always like your main concern is to actually spread the knowledge of of these things. And and a lot of us are super grateful for everything that you do, man. Thank you. I appreciate. It. Yeah, thanks. And maybe we we can uh, we can get you with your own academy going. That would be awesome. Uh, actually, Ryan, and, and, and you know, I'm, I'm serious. Uh, yeah. yeah. Whenever you have time, let me know when we okay. can talk. I really want to do it. I think. Uh, the one thing, like I said, that that really makes me happy now is like being able to share these things with people. I mean, as you know, uh, 3D doesn't have just a few applications. I mean, you can actually create stuff that that could save lives. Like for example, you can actually probably sculpt, uh, you know, like synthetic ears and things like that. Totally. And, and if somehow I can help someone uh, understand that. Um, and make the world a, a better place in that sense, that would be so cool, man. Yeah, if I can help in any way, awesome. inspire some. Yeah, thank all you. All right, thank you. Thanks, guys, for uh, for showing up, for being here. And uh, all right, Eric, man, awesome. have an awesome day. All right, man. Just uh, remember, you still owe me that uh, chicken tikka masala recipe, okay? Thank <laughs> you. All right, ciao. All right. Thanks. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. bye. All right. Thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this. And I want to ask just two things of you. Number one, make sure to leave a comment or rank this wherever you are listening to it on Apple, uh, Stitcher, Spotify. Really makes a difference in helping us get the word out about this industry and about what we do. Number two, make sure you visit vertexschool.com to learn more about what programs we offer in this area as a creative and for artists who are looking to jumpstart their career and discover a new industry. Again, thank you so much for listening. We're accepting applications right now, so I look forward to hearing from you soon.